Welcome to the Dental Business Podcast with your host and owner of multiple businesses, a mentor, investor, and dental surgeon, Brad Thornton. Hi there, and welcome to the Dental Business Podcast. Um, today I'm talking about the 100K Open Day. Now, we all know what Open Days are. A lot of you guys will do them, some of you won't. Um, if, you, if you're not doing them, I really strongly advise you to do them. Um, and now we've been doing Open Days in, in some form for the best part of 10 years. I mean, the first Open Day I did was that was a roaring catastrophe. It really was. I mean, we did um, social media marketing, um, did... Uh, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks worth, maybe possibly about two weeks worth. Um, all of it was done on, on social media. Um, we were doing lead generation ads, so that might give us an idea of how long I did it. In my mind, it's it's almost 10 years, but it probably isn't that long. Um, and these lead generation ads, all the potential uh, visitor needed to do was click two buttons, and then that informed me that uh, they, they were putting themselves down as attending. Now, by the end of the marketing campaign, I had about 300 people who had said they were attending this open day. There was no deposits, there was no bookings, there was no consultations, there was no nothing. I didn't know who they were, but on the event on my Facebook page, there was uh, about over 300 attendees to Ivory Dental Practices Facial Aesthetics Open Day, and I was so excited. I had I imagined... Um, you know the practice bustling with activity where you know I bought some like 20 bottles of Prosecco had balloons everywhere um, nibbles we had a plastic surgeon come in and it was set up to be you know this huge local event and like 10 people turned up um, that was it 10 people and two of them one of them was my mom one of them was one of the nurses moms a few of them were patients who'd been in earlier that day and been told about it and then there were just maybe a few people who actually turned up off the back of the Facebook marketing that we'd done. Um, and I just hid upstairs because I was so embarrassed about it. I mean, I don't, to be honest, I don't even know why I was embarrassed because, you know, it is what it is. And uh, we learned from our mistakes. But that was one massive... Because like, before then, people had spoke about... I think we'd been talking about uh, consultations and deposits or whatever. And th this was before I had the mindset of filtering the crap out at the beginning, meaning that it does not matter how many people are booked in if nobody's paid a deposit. It doesn't matter how many people say they're going to come unless there's some commitment. You need to filter the crap out at the beginning. There's no point massaging your ego at the, at the start of it, thinking that your appointment book's full or loads of people are going to show up and then falling flat on your face and realising nobody does. It's better to actually make that process at the beginning a little bit more of a filter put deposits in there make it you know a few steps to go through to be able to answer some questions or whatever it might be so that you get a sense of commitment from them so you're a little bit more aware of people who are genuinely interested and genuinely going to show up so anyway that was my first open day very 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 painful uh, lesson to learn and uh, but that sort of set the the tone of, it, of, of learning of trying to figure out ways to make these more successful Stop doing them and then don't really do them very often until recently. Now, I did read Daniel Priestley's Oversubscribed quite a while ago. <clears throat> um, 
and thought of different ways that the the concepts in that book could be applicable to dentistry. Now, what the concepts are in in that book, it's talking about this idea that you know when you do marketing, you don't just throw marketing out there and try and capture individual patients every single day and try and you know get them into your business and and convert them and and not really have. I guess control over, or as much control over that process as you could do. What he advocates is this idea that you create events, you create moments, days, uh, every week, every year, every quarter, uh, annually, whatever you want to do. But anyway, that the marketing funnels a high number of customers into one moment. Um, and for dentistry, it's, it's probably open days. That's something that a lot of people know about. Um, how often do you open days? That's up to you. Um, but I've been toying with this idea over the last few, probably four or five, maybe six months, of getting to a point where we can do marketing that is varied enough. We can structure the open days so they're varied enough uh, to be able to do open days every month. Um, so we can funnel a, a monthly amount of our marketing energy and budget into monthly open days we'll still do certain amounts of marketing that are out there sort of endlessly and you know we'll pick up patients and and customers or whatever sort of from from that marketing and certain things that we do as content and raising our awareness and profile in the local community but in terms of real aggressive active marketing we'll try and funnel everybody into monthly open days now that's quite a challenge um to take it up a couple of notches, I after off the back of a few open days and monitoring and, and, and sort of reviewing the results, I've now decided that I want each of those monthly open days to be £100,000 revenue generating open days. So the goal is to do 100k open days every single month. Now, how are you going to do that? Um, well, we've just done it actually. We've we've kind of done final analysis of, of the numbers of the open day I did last week, and we've hit that hundred get hundred k target. We've actually still got two consultations in today from that open day because they couldn't make it last week. So, yeah, um, we managed to hit it on one of the. This is the first one, and we've got close to it um, before, but this is the one where I feel as though what we've learned from the last few open days is. Has actually come through and meant that pretty predictably we've hit the 100k open day and now we we begin the marketing for the next one which is in August so I thought I've just done quick 10 tips 10 tips on how you can get to that kind of level of an open day um, and just to give you a bit of background the one we've just done was it was implant only open day um, we did some marketing using social media marketing and we did a leaflet drop as well. Um, the leaflet drop is because the certain demographic that we're targeting is more likely to pick up a leaflet and possibly less likely to respond to a social media ad, especially something like Instagram. So we just mixed up the certain types of uh, delivery of the message just to try and attract in uh, the right kind of demographic. Interestingly, <clears throat> from the leaflet drop, out of those who rang up off the back of the leaflet drop, 100% of those people booked in 
paid their deposit, booked in, they rang up to book in. They didn't ring up to inquire, they rang up to book in. The social media inquiries and the people who uh, went through our sort of little provisional booking that they can do via our social media, um, are way more, we should expect, way more of them with more inquiries. They had to be nurtured into booking an appointment, especially when they found out there was a deposit to be paid. Um, so that's an interesting thing to to discover. Um, but I think you'd probably expect that if you'd have thought beforehand what the sort of people would have would be like who were going to respond to these ads. Um, so to, uh, top 10 tips. Now, they're not in any particular order. What I'll do is I'll try and actually order them a little bit. So let's do, hang on a minute. Let's just cross out so I don't repeat myself. So I'll start with the first one being marketing. And that kind of comes off the back of what I've just said. So number one is just making sure that you are targeting the correct demographic for the treatment that you're doing. Just have a thought about the type of uh, media that you're going to use, how you're going to deliver the messages, how you're going to target these people, who is your typical dental implant patient, who's your typical Invisalign patient, where are they going to be hanging out, and how we're going to deliver the message of the open day to them. And how we're going to capture their attention. So uh, number one is just make, making sure that you're targeting the correct demographic. And also start the marketing maybe three or four weeks in the run up to it. As soon as we finish one open day, we're pretty much starting for the next one. Get the date in the diary, start the marketing. So you have three or four weeks run up. Um, to automate or not, number two. Now, our social media marketing uh, links into a calendar. Uh, diary uh, we run our open days over more than just one day so uh, two days the next one we're going to try and run over three days on the bounce uh, and the social media marketing that we do sends people who respond to the ad through onto a little calendar booking system so there's an element of automation there's an element of them going through uh, looking at days and times and uh, deciding when they want to book in and making that booking. Now, we need to then follow them up. So the plan really is as soon as an inquiry comes in, you want to get them on the phone. You want to make sure that you give them a call so you can introduce yourself. Uh, the coordinators can build some rapport. They can start adding some value and basically reminding that patient the reason that they've inquired, just confirming to that person that they've made the right choice. So number three, try and get them on the phone. And um, with the one where they're automated, so if someone is booked in on their calendar link and they're in our system is being booked in for Thursday at 9am, we'll try for 48 hours to get them on the phone. If we don't get them on the phone, we'll cancel that and that slot will become available again. Um, and one of the things that we wanted to be doing when we get them on the phone as well is to make sure that we're taking a deposit. It's a refundable £30 deposit. Um, the only people who have an issue with that are people who will not be able to afford to have the treatment or are just being inquisitive, finding out a little bit of information on the phone and probably didn't have an in the intention of actually booking themselves in. So just let it go. You're not bothered. Don't, don't worry about these patients who you feel you may have missed just put a £30 deposit in there. If they don't pay it, move on. And if they do, there's a little bit of commitment. Now, we had, we still had three people not show up, uh, even though they'd had their £30 deposit. Two of them had been spoke to the day before. 
to confirm they were coming. So, you know, I don't even know whether the girls have spoke to them again, but you still get people that don't show up. Uh, but believe me, the number of those that won't show up if there isn't a deposit paid, it'll be significantly higher. So uh, you've got them on the phone, number three. Um, number four, um, I'd recommend a few touch points because you're marketing three or four weeks in advance. Just a few touch points before the actual open day. Now, it might be an email just to um, give a little bit more information about Invisalign treatment. Now, we've got a few videos that I've done uh, talking about teeth straightening, talking about Invisalign, talking about veneers. So what we do is actually in the run-up to it, maybe in the sort of, depending on how long uh, that, that patient's been uh, sort of booked in for, at some point between them booking in and the open day, we'll send one of those videos, maybe talking about dental implants, you know, it's the authority marketing concept. It's making you look like an expert. It's giving them neutral information in a neutral format that isn't in the practice, that isn't expected for them to be sort of buying off you, at, you know, after the video or whatever. So it's quite a low-pressured way of, of, of providing them some information. It also helps with the consent process a bit because it gives them more information generally about what dental implants are or Invisalign is, the pros, the cons or whatever. And it's quite a nice way to do it because they see you talking as well. Um, and again, those touch points are just confirming to that person they've made the right choice. You're the right practice and coming to the open day is the right thing for them. You're going to solve their problem. In terms of the uh, staff, you know, it's really important to kind of get them on board. What we're at, what, one, two, three, four, this, so this is five. Getting the team on board and being explicit with the goals and objectives of the day. So my staff knew that I wanted this open day. I wanted our objective was to try and generate a hundred grand's worth of revenue in terms of treatment from this open day, then they knew that. And we spoke about that, me and the coordinators. Now our open day had just gone, there was just me doing the consultations. Uh, previous ones, it's been the associates. So, you know, have, have an open conversation with them. You know, talk about money, be open, you know, say we want to try and generate the purpose of these open days is so that we can funnel all our marketing, our efforts and energy into these open days, generate an injection of cash into the business. Um, and then that'll then see us through so that, that the marketing and the patients and the generation of revenue in between those open days um, is is kind of like a bonus. And we do have metrics that we follow in KPIs to try and hit and, and targets or whatever. But the main thing is, in terms of revenue generation, is these open days. Um, so yeah, be explicit about that. Uh, explain that we need these to be successful. We really want to try and refine our processes. We want to learn from each of these why did three of my patients not show up for their uh, consultations despite having a £30 deposit on their account that they'd paid, that they'd been followed up, that they'd been told about um, the fact that they'd lose it if they didn't show. So we've learned from that. We've refined our processes a little bit because in the end we want the best possible open day and the team needs to be on board and understand that so that they're in the game and they're switched on. And similarly, number six, one, two, three, four, five, number six, um, you need to be clear about what the outcome of the day is or what the outcome of each consultation is. You know, we don't want a consultation where patients are going away and having to think about it. Um, 
as much as that feeds into what we need in terms of sort of consent and giving patients time to, to think about it, of course we're going to allow them to do that. Of course people can change their minds. Of course, you know, it's a non-pressured situation, but we are a business and, you know, getting a patient to be in a situation where they're so confident that you're the right dentist, the right practice, and this is the right treatment for them at that consultation is very good and very helpful and I don't see any reason why the objective of these consultations isn't to get firm commitment from patients at the end of the day, get them to book in, get them to pay deposits. You know, we'll go through the full consent process, give them time to think, bring them back in for, for records, for another chat, come see the coordinator, all of that. But at the consultation, the objective is they say yes and then pay a further deposit, further financial commitment towards the treatment and get themselves booked in. Number seven, uh, also be clear on the roles. I think sometimes dentists uh, actually do the do too much of the coordinator's role. If you've got wall-to-wall consultations all day and you might have 15 patients booked in, you can't spend 20 minutes talking to a patient about how Invisalign feels in the mouth. You can't be showing them Invisalign and how it looks uh, up close and personal and and giving them a debrief about what the material is and how long you've got to wait and all of that stuff. Yeah, give them enough information so that they're informed and can make a decision based on what your clinical opinion is. And don't sort of obstruct any questions that they might have, but understand that you've got the coordinator there. They can answer all these tiny questions and, and kind of go into all the minutiae of everything. Um, I mean, ideally, this could have been done beforehand. You know, this is something that, that could be in the video that you send them before the consultation. So some of these little questions have been answered. So the consultation is quite focused on, uh, in fact, this brings us onto the next one, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, number eight. Is focus the consultation on the reason that they're there. Um, you know, you're there to solve their problem. The first thing I ask any patient when they come in for a consultation is, um, so I've been given a little bit of information, but would you like to say in your own words, you know, what the problem is, what you'd like help with, and you know, why you're here today. So you get to, you know, you get them to answer that question in their own words. And you'll be surprised at how detailed they go if you just if you just shut up and let them speak. And what that's going to enable you to do as well is you're going to be able to pick out their true motivation, the way they describe the problem so you can then position your solution to deal with that problem um i mean some of you may disagree with this but say for instance i, I had a guy yesterday who um had lower left five six seven uh sort of bit basically broken down to the gum level uh, not carous structurally knackered uh, the, the dentist had had basically smoothed them down. In this is the reason these are in his words, um, and he wants three implants. He had a single implant in the past, and he was um, like, "Yes, yeah, so my teeth are, have broken. I can't chew on this side." So, um, and in his words, I'm not bothered about anything with the way things look, but I'm eating everything on my opposite side. I'm worried that that's going to break. So I need implants on this side and I'd like three teeth replacing including the missing one here 
this one, this one, and I'm wondering if you can have two implants with three teeth on them. Those were his words. Now, I could have spent ages talking about the various options. I could have spoke about dentures. I could have spoke about root canals, crown lengthening, post-core buildups, um, bridges. All of these are viable options. Um, now, I'll, I touch on the fact there are other options, but he has been very specific about what he wants. So my whole consultation was really about explaining to him how we can achieve what it is that he wanted. Now, at any point, if he looked as though that was a bit of a surprise or he wasn't really um, interested in that, we can then go off on di diverging. Or when I ask him maybe what his budget is and if he has any idea of the cost to do that, and he's way out, it may be that one of these other solutions is, is what he might be more might be more appropriate for him. Um, but he was really explicit. So my consultation focuses on that. You know, I touched on his options, and when it comes to his letter, I'll, I'll mention that there are other options, but he's dismissed them straight away because he wants dental implants and an implant retained bridge. So my consultation focuses on that. How can we do it? How? What's the processes, and what is the solution? And there it is. I present to him that option. Um, too many dentists will spend 10 minutes talking about the different types of dentures and the pros and cons. You know, you're going to lose the patient. He's not a dentist. You know, they're going to retain 20% max or whatever it is of the, the amount of information you give them in a consultation. Make sure that 20% is freaking important and is geared towards how you can solve their problem so they know that you're the right place for them. And uh, number nine, wrap up the consultation with clear instructions of what they should do next. Um, none of my patients go to the desk and ask what the hell are they doing and they have no idea. None of my patients walk out thinking that we're going to ring them later. Um, at the end of my consultation, I say, okay, so the next steps we'll have, you know, whoever said Donna. Donna's downstairs. She's the coordinator. Uh, so when you go down, I'll, I'll ring her head so she knows what we've spoke about. She'll pick you up downstairs and she'll go through uh, the next steps, all the process, answer any more questions, and then she can go through the financial side of things as well. So I'm very specific, you know, Donna will meet you downstairs. Um, if I know, I'll say, um, so the next time you see me, it will be for records where we get some photos, get further x-rays, go through some extra bits. So then I can get on and do all of my preparatory work ready so we can start the treatment, whatever. Um, so 30 minutes appointment with me or 40 minutes appointment, whatever. You see, you see the hygienist, so we'll book you in to see them on parallel as well. Uh, but when you go downstairs, chat to Donna, she'll be down there, she can go through. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving them instructions, I'm being really clear, I'm repeating myself. So they know what they need to do next. Um, and for the last one, number 10, again, this could be controversial, um, but there are ways to do this ethically. Uh, you know, you don't, nothing's binary in life, it's not ethically or not ethically. Um, it's not a good dentist or a bad dentist. It's not a shady salesman or, or not. But make sure there's scarcity in the open day. Have some open day offers. Um, and you get them if you go ahead. Full stop. Uh, you know, we're doing a free consultation. You get free CBCT scans. Um, free whitening. 10% discount, 5% discount or whatever. But... And, you know, we, we say this, you know, we have an open day Wednesday, Thursday. 
So we see we see someone on on Wednesday, um, and they, we we bought a plan together. Say five grand, ten percent discount, five hundred quid. That's a massive discount. You know, that's a good deal. We never do that any other time of the year. It just doesn't happen. Um, and they want to go and think about it. That's fine. We'll ring you tomorrow. The open days offers are valid today and tomorrow. Um, now people can still change their mind, um, but. If they want to take advantage of the open day offers, they can go ahead and make a decision, commit to the next step. Um, and then, yeah, they can have the offers. If not, they can, we'll ring them next week, but it'll be 5,000 quid. They, you know, they won't be able to get the 10% discount. That's no, that's no problem for me. We're providing a very good offer for them over a limited period of time. So give them scarcity. Um, you know, provide an opportunity for somebody to buy now. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully that's been helpful. Uh, there's way more stuff and you can almost write a book on this because I think open days, uh, there's an art to them. And your open days will be different to mine. But that's what works for me. That's how I'm going to get a consistent 100k open day every month. Uh, the marketing will change, the messaging will change, the um, treatment modalities will change. Here's one for you. Do different treatments in one open day, do a combo. Our next one's a combo. It's gonna be um, implants, Invisalign, possibly composite bonding. I don't think it will be, but it's gonna be an implant and open day. Uh, implant and Invisalign open day. It's gonna span over three days. It's gonna be multiple clinicians. It's gonna be when, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it's gonna be another 100K open day. Um, although, well, we'll see, but I can't see any reason why it won't be. Uh, so yeah, wish me luck. Good luck with yours. Brad at bradthedentist.com. I mean, I have sent them, because I, I posted about this on in a, the, the, business, the, market, the business and marketing Facebook group, um, Grant Macri's group. And off the back of that, uh, quite a number of people have messaged me. So I've sent over some information, kind of what I've written here with maybe a little, a little bit more um, regarding the type of leaflet that I did and, and how I targeted and where, or where I delivered it and how I delivered it. Um, just a note for everybody. Um, GPS tracked leaflet drops. Make sure you know that they're getting bloody delivered. Um, so yeah, send over. If you want any more information, let us know. Um, I'll probably do more about this because I think it's actually a really good idea. I think, you know, focusing your marketing in one open day. What it does is it does actually raise your awareness because even though you're doing open day marketing, people respond quite uh, positively to open days. So it gets your message out there. People share it, people comment, people like it. So their friends and family see it as well. So it does get the message out there quite quite more effectively than, than other forms of marketing. That's just my observation. So thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Dental Business Podcast. Like I said, make sure you do open days. Good luck with yours. Brad at Brad the Dentist if you've got any questions or you'd like to connect. And I will see you on the next one. Bye.